I'm Jennifer Isabella. And I'm Srividya Sridharan. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the latest market dynamics impacting executives and their customers. Today, we're joined by Vice President and Principal Analyst Ian Bruce to discuss the evolution of corporate social responsibility, or CSR, in B2B companies and how B2B leaders can build a CSR function that contributes to business growth. Welcome, Ian. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. So, Ian, I want to start with maybe a very broad and perhaps obvious question, but why are we talking about CSR right now? I'm actually not sure it's such a, an obvious question. I think it's a good question. Um, let, let's just back up and quickly define what we're talking about, because I think there is a little bit of confusion about you know what that acronym really means and how to unpack it. The way I think about corporate social responsibility is it's that management concept, if you like, whereby companies integrate social, environmental, and other concerns into their business operations and the way that they interact with all of their stakeholders internally and externally in the company. I think the reason that it's a hot issue of the moment, I think there's a, a few things going on. I think uh, particularly for B2B companies, um, there really is no place to hide on a lot of these broad scale social issues like sustainability, like DEI. Um, they are seen um, as both the dominant cause and cure for some of these ills in many ways. That is particularly true of the sustainability debate. And as a consequence, a lot of B2B companies uh, feel this pressure from all of their stakeholders, their employees, their investors, um, their buyers, and they are trying to figure out how to respond on this big stage that they're on. So I think that's a that's a dominant reason why CSR is is in the news is is top of people's mind, and it definitely is top of people's mind. You know, when when we conducted a survey recently. Um, uh, looking at CS, CX factors, excuse me, 62% of the B2B decision makers that we surveyed say that CSR is a top business priority. So it's on their minds. It's, it's in their heads. They know they need to act. I think a lot of it is a, a struggle about how to react. The other reason I think that CSR is so dominant in people's thinking these days is the whole ESG, another three-letter acronym, right? The whole ESG debate around environmental, social, and governance factors, the fact that this is now a dominant reporting mechanism in the CFO world, uh, investors are paying attention to these kinds of uh, reports that companies are producing, and that is bringing CSR into a different level of conversation. So clearly, you know, B2B organizations cannot ignore CSR, sounds like, and, and you started touching upon, you know, how they are embracing CSR. Let's let's spend a little time on, you know, why, why is CSR so important, especially in the B2B context? Like what's unique and how much of a shift is this uh, for B2B organizations? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, you know, when you ask um, stakeholders of companies, you know, what they think about the organi their organizations that they work with or buy products from. So I'm thinking again of investors and employees and on down the line. You ask them about, for example, brand purpose and, you know, the reason for being for a business and this dominates in their thinking. So that's one answer. Um, people are gravitating towards companies that are purpose oriented and that purpose gets put into action through CSR. So that's one answer, I think. Um, a, se a second answer is that there is a growing realization that when 
buyers uh, purchase a product or a solution from a vendor, they are factoring in CSR and ESG uh, into that purchase decision. In fact, it's often built into an RFP, things like sustainability and carbon footprint and offsets and all of that good stuff. And so all of these things are being brought into the heart of the commercial business and the C-suite is paying attention because of that. It's, there used to be this old adage around CSR that corporate social responsibility was the reason for being beyond profit. And that is just not tr true. It's flat wrong. CSR should be the reason for being to maintain your profits, to optimize your profits. It gives you permission to operate in society as a business, and it gives you the ability to be more effective and efficient in the way that you generate revenue and create profit. It is integral to the business. And I think one of the big distinctions that people really struggle with, especially in B2B companies, is that reality, that CSR is not um, a nice to do, it's a must do. It's not ancillary to the business, it's central to the business. And when you look at how CSR is organized in most organizations today, you know, we did a survey on this, about 45% of respondents to our survey say CSR reports to HR or to the brand leader or to some uh, part of the business that really isn't strategic in and of itself in the business sense. Um, and you know, that, all, that, all that thought needs to change. So it, it sounds like a big mindset shift. Um, do you think B2B companies are reacting to these pressures or being more proactive um, in, in designing strategies around CSR more deliberately? It, it's a great question, Shri. I, I think it's a really mixed picture. I had a lot of conversations with a lot of CSR and ESG professionals when I wrote a recent uh, report at Forrester on this subject. And a couple of things came out of it. One thing that came out of it is it was one of the best experiences I've ever had at Forrester. These people are amazing people, um, extremely thoughtful and um, very, very deliberate in the way they think. It were, they were just amazing interviews. Um, but the second thing that came, came out of this is this idea that um, in some companies, it is becoming a more strategic function. And, it, and the reason for that is that it is becoming aligned better with this ESG requirement that we see in businesses. And also because in some industries, it is becoming just a white hot issue. So if you're in the oil and gas industry, for example, and I talked to several of, um, you know, the very large scale oil and gas companies for this report, you know, they are very, very uh, committed to corporate social responsibility in that ESG mandate. Uh, for obvious reasons. If you talk to some, let's say, technology companies, I would argue that they're not nearly as up to speed on the CSR requirement, the CSR mandate. Uh, they're still learning. They're still trying to figure it out. So I think it varies a lot. But it is, you're right, Shri, it is a, a shift in mindset. And, and it's a shift in thinking beyond just thinking about CSR as, as an obligation and something that is unessential to something that is core and intrinsic to the business strategy. It's that big a shift. Ian, is part of, is part of this um, company sort of investing here or thinking differently motivated by legislation or regulation? Is that part of the equation? 
Oh, very much, very much so. Um, the the threat, if you like, of legislative activity on some of these issues um, is very real, um, especially in Europe and uh, places like that. Um, and organizations are aware of that reality, and that is definitely a driving force. I, I would agree. Um, you know, a lot of DEI um, efforts have been driven by legislative activity. A, a good example of that would be in the state of California several years ago, they passed um, legislation that mandated uh, gender equality on boards. Um, and that was the, the driving force which created change. Now, that legislation has since been challenged in the courts, as has a lot of similar legislation. But it's at that kind of forcing function that is actually creating most of the change or encouraging businesses to to get ahead of the legislative pressures that exist out there and to try and self-regulate. Absolutely. So Ian, I know your research B2B trust at Forrester as well. And I was just curious from a CSR standpoint, how does CSR fit into the trust building that B2B brands have to do over the long term? Yeah, yeah, great question. You're absolutely right, Shreya. I'm, I'm deeply involved in a body of research here at Forrester that's looking at how trust plays out um, from a number of perspectives, um, certainly from a buying perspective, um, you know, the confidence that an organization will act um, in the interests of the buyer in the future is sort of how we roughly define trust. That idea it permeates B2B a lot um, and is actually, in my estimation, more significant a driver for purchase behavior, as an example, than it is in the B2C environment, which might be a little bit counterintuitive. Why is that the case? It's because um, B2B buyers are largely making very, very complicated, uh, very expensive decisions, not just for themselves, personally and professionally, but also for the organization that they represent. The implications of their decisions have broad scale impact on many other people. And so when they make these kinds of purchase decisions, they are very, very conscious of avoiding risk, for example, of finding safe harbors in this purchase decision-making process. And as a consequence, they lean into this conversation about, can I trust you as a vendor, as a business? And um, in those kinds of thoughts, they are often looking for organizations that have a clear um, understanding of the implications of the decisions that are being made from the buyer's perspective. They are sympathetic and empathetic to those kinds of decisions that they can stand in the buyer's shoes um, and stand by their side. All of these are dimensions of trust. And so in that process, the buyer in this example would be, you know, wanting to see that an organization um, has a sense of responsibility um, to them and to society on issues like sustainability and DEI and on down the line. They look for these attributes and our data supports that idea. So, you know, B2B buyers in this example are going to be searching out organizations they can trust, that live their values, that have a purpose, and that are driven by CSR criteria. They're going to be looking for those. And in some cases, going back to the earlier question about legislation, this is becoming a mandate. In some cases, the RFP that they create to uh, put out into the marketplace will contain criteria that are essentially ESG or CSR criteria around 
sustainability and carbon footprint and the whole nine yards. So it's it's becoming um, far more important, this uh, concept of trust and the linkage to um, corporate social responsibility and other things is very real. Ian, you had talked about that this function, you know, usually either sits within HR, sometimes it rolls into um, brand within marketing. Where do we think this function should sit? Um, you know, what you talked about a little bit is like understanding your customers, what your customers care about. Should it sit within the, the marketing function, you know? Where where are we seeing sort of the evolution of CSR as a function go? Yeah, great question. Um, I'll just back up and say, first of all, according to our research, only about 46% of companies have a dedicated CSR capability. So less than half. Um, so that's one one reality. Um, the the answer to your question is it, this this capability needs to do sort of two things simultaneously. It, it is a strategic responsibility of the business, so it should be connected somehow to the C-suite of the organization. Um, it should not be a vestigial part of the business that is doing, you know, feel-good things for the organization and the community. Um, you know, we've moved beyond the idea of CSR being narrowly focused on, you know, corporate events or planting trees or those kinds of... Um, you know, voluntary volunteerism sort of uh, engineered activities inside a business. There's nothing wrong with all of that. It's it's you know valuable and useful, but CSR needs to gravitate up towards being a function, as an example, that will decide whether your organization is is going to continue to do operations in Russia because of the war in Ukraine, right? It's a, just a different level of decision making. It's a different strategic thought. So the function needs to have a report into the C-suite, but in implementation, um, you know, then this was something I learned from these interviews I did with um, CSR professionals. In, in implementation, it's really important that it is ingrained everywhere, that your sales organization, your HR team, yes, marketing and the brand team, um, the product team, that they all feel engaged in this activity because it will impact them all. Um, so while it needs to be a report into the executive team, it needs to have tentacles and reach into all of these different parts of the business um, so that it is diffused through the business and, and just part of the way of working. So maybe let's shift to how should B2B companies think about CSR this new way, in a, in a strategic way, in a more infused way uh, across the enterprise, what steps should they be taking to elevate the role of CSR? Yeah, um, I think I think there's a few steps, uh, which I, I can quickly outline, and then perhaps we can go into them in a little bit more detail in each step. Um, I think the first thing for the business to do is to get aligned. Um, and again, it echoes, uh, Jen, your, your question you asked just a second ago. This is really about um, creating a cross-functional operating team that has executive support and assessing uh, business strategy alignment for how the business and the CSR function are going to uh, be aligned on, on the issues um, that CSR uh, takes forward. It's about reviewing the brand strategy and purpose, which perhaps we can talk about in a little bit more detail. 
and then perhaps conducting an internal maturity assessment of where you are today. In some businesses, you know, the CSR function is very mature, it's very well ingrained in the business, but in many it either doesn't exist or it's going to be a, a piecemeal effort. So those are the first few steps. Create that cross-functional team, send a signal into the organization that this has executive support, um, find ways of aligning the CSR initiative to the, to the business strategy, and start a strategic review. The second step would be sort of an outside-in perspective, absorbing, if you like, and gathering market insights. So a discovery process by re-engaging probably with all of your stakeholders, um, assessing the regulatory environment, which we talked about earlier, and then finding if you have an ESG function, and, and most large-scale B2B companies do now, you know, assessing the ESG frameworks that you have in place and what are the connections between the CSR function and ESG. And then the last three steps would be, you know, an audit uh, to conduct a materiality assessment, perhaps, of, of where you are today uh, and as assess current performance, a prioritization exercise around, you know, what CSR activities are going to be dominant for your organization, um, an activation process inside and outside the business which would involve, you know, reporting and, and metrics and KPIs around understanding um, how, what success looks like for the CSR function. And then finally, you know, an assessment. So a full circle assessment of how the function is working, how stakeholders are reaction and whether it's having a material impact on your business. Those would be the, the five broad steps that I would recommend going through to, to evaluate the CSR function in your business. So Ian, let's go to the absorb step. You mentioned, you know, listening to stakeholders internally, externally, you know, trying to get to that shared purpose of what CSR should deliver for this business. What happens when there is misalignment? What are the options for a B2B company? Right. Um, I, the first thing I would say, Shri, is you should expect misalignment. I would imagine that as you uh, go outside to uh, listen to your stakeholders, your employees, uh, your investors, your buyers, and on down the line, you're going to find areas where there is clear misalignment of priorities or where the actions that the businesses take are considered ineffective or um, non-existent. And uh, you should expect some of that reaction. You should also expect that the business is going to be asked to, to take action on a broad swath of issues. Um, and it's only, and it's a matter for the business to understand um, how to prioritize those conversations and how to prioritize which issues to act on. That's the that's probably the more important question. Um, and that sort of bleeds into the, the audit phase where the business needs to root this CSR in a, a realistic assessment of how issues like sustainability and DEI pose a risk or will impact the business itself. And, um, and in turn, how the business can impact these issues positively or negatively, which is the root of this idea of dual materiality or double materiality. And, and the CSR discussion in this context needs to find an alignment around that double materiality um, to drive prioritization and alignment from which a plan uh, of, and consideration of resources will emerge. That That's um, I think a very important step that businesses need to take. Um, the other thing they need to do, Shri, in this conversation is be ruthlessly realistic in what they decide to do. There is um, a lot of greenwashing, a lot of 
very uh, high concept brand purpose statements out there. There's a lot of talk. And what, what your stakeholders want isn't talk. They want action. They want um, you to um, take a stand and act on that stand on the issues that are material. And as you go through this process of recognizing this misalignment, which you're right will exist, and taking steps towards fixing the misalignment um, based on a prioritization, prioritization exercise around double materiality, um, you need to be focused con constantly on this idea of action and how you're going to hold the business responsible for action. I mean, a lot of what you're you're talking about obviously requires sort of like top-down investment, right? Exec you know, executive sponsors of an cross-functional team, you know, bringing this down within the organization, ways of working, decisions, probably suppliers you work with, so on and so forth. It's very deep. But are we seeing, you know, we go back to the only 46% of B2B companies have a CSR function and are incredibly intentional in doing this work. Are you seeing in speaking with clients that it's really, it is really a top-down initiative that is happening? Or is there a bottoms-up component here where employees are putting pressure on firms to take action or you know, obviously there's a, a buyer component here where clients are increasingly asking these questions and RFPs, you referenced that earlier. Is it is it both of these happen things happening that is sort of resulting in actions, you know, or functions being stood up or actions being taken? Or what it what is that dynamic looking like? Um, I, I think there's a complicated answer to this question. Uh one one answer to the question is the famous line from Mark Benioff at Salesforce, which is when it comes to brand purpose, um, I don't decide what to do. My employees tell me what to do. So I'm paraphrasing lightly. Um, so I think, yes, to your, your idea about employees, um, employees, particularly uh, younger employees, gravitate to organizations that um, are purpose-driven and where that purpose is aligned to their belief system, roughly stated. And, and so there is intense pressure for um, employees, if they want to get the best talent, to understand how they can align with employees, as an example. And in the recruitment process for um, hard-to-find talent, that can often dominate. That can be the decision factor that you know turns you to one employee over another. Uh, so there are ex constituents like that, um, like employees in the recruitment process, like investors, um, that where the external pressures on the business are becoming uh, more and more ferocious. Uh, and so at that level, uh, corporate executives are absolutely being pushed into the CSR conversation and the ESG conversation. Um, we talked earlier about the regulatory pressures. That's another pressure that they're facing and reacting to. Um, so I think a large part of this is external pressures forcing the conversation, which is why, you know, when we did conduct research, you know, 55% of the, the business leaders we talked to said they're going to be increasing their CSR budgets next year. So that there's pressure. The organization wants to act. The CEO or the CFO or the board recognizes that they need to act, and then they stumble. They don't know exactly how to act 
um, or how to prioritize ish, prioritize the actions as we talked about earlier. So I, I think a lot of it is, is external. Um, and I do think that in some cases, in some industries, the C-suite is um, educative enough and experienced enough to, to be beyond that pressure point and they're acting in a forward-thinking way, in a strategic way. And they've found a way or are finding ways to align the CSR um, conversation and the ESG conversation with with their business strategy. And they're recognizing that these things are inextricably linked. So Ian, you know, we love predictions here at Forrester. Um, we do. If only 46% of B2B companies have a CSR function today, what's your expectation or prediction of growth in this space, say, you know, in the next one to three years? Okay, great question. Um, I, I'll give you a little anecdote um, that, and then I'll give you my prediction. So my anecdote is, um, as I was doing this research, I happened to talk to a friend of mine who was a recruiter at one of the big recruitment firms in the U.S. And in passing, I said, you know, what are the hardest jobs to find out there? This was about six or seven months ago. And with that, I had not prompted her at all. And without hesitation, she said, I can't find ESG and CSL people. So that tells me, first of all, if I was to redo my career, that's where I would go. But um, the second thing it sort of tells me is that we're going to see a dramatic increase in um, the number of CSL professionals in B2B companies, actually in all companies, I would say, globally. Um, and that we should see that number rise dramatically over the next couple of years. And, and I'm, you know, I work at Forrester, so I'll give you a number. I'm going to say 60% in a couple of years would be the number. I think it'll be pretty dramatic. And I think those companies that don't take this step, that don't align CSR to the strategic interests of the business, um, that fail to find the connections to their stakeholders, will suffer proportionately. Well, I look forward to recording a podcast in a couple of years on this topic to see if that is in fact true. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. It was wonderful. Thank you very much. If you like what you heard today, check out our agenda for Forrester's B2B Summit North America, which includes over 100 analyst-led sessions filled with insights to drive B2B marketing, sales, and product success. Learn more at for.com slash summit23. That's forr.com slash summit23. Thanks for listening.